All right, so this is a new thing that we are doing on the Backyard Gardens podcast, and we are going to be giving updates in our gardens, and we're basically just going to randomly talk garden stuff. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. And this podcast is a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary, Backyard Gardens, a documentary about two families growing food for the first time in a world that lacks nutrition. So what's going on with you, Batavia? I'm so excited about this episode because this, yeah, I'm, it's like no holds barred, right? I can say anything I want to say about my garden. <laughs> that's right. We, this is, this is a new thing for us. So mm-hmm. I wanted to start out and we're going to do this every time. We're going to have some announcements and updates and stuff like that. But I wanted to call out, um, the number one state listening to us right now is Tennessee. Hey, hey. Yeah. So that's awesome. So thank you, Tennessee, all you people. And in the world, the whole world is actually Norway right now. They have the most listens in the world, too, which is cool for me because I'm Norwegian. There you go. So, is it yeah. your family? Is it your, your long yeah, my lost f- ancestors? Oh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. My mm-hmm. grandfather was first generation American. So mm-hmm. but no, I don't know anybody in Norway. So. Do it's you just, have any stats on out of outer space, any Mars or outer Pluto? space? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was thinking more than likely the moon IO is probably going to be the best one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I lost you on them. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. But I want to go with it. <laughs> Jupiter's moon, I believe. Yeah. Okay. There you but, go. But um, yeah. And I want to say right now, through everything that's going on, if you guys like listening to us and enjoy us, the number one thing you can do is share the podcast with people and check out our YouTube channels and subscribe to them and, you know, just help support us that way. It's free and you guys, that will help us more than anything. It'll help keep us moving and keep us going. So thank you for that. Yeah. And I think um, what we really want to hear from you guys about is what you want to hear from us. On, you know, so we yeah. have like a list of um, kind of targeted episodes, and then we came up with this idea that really is kind of a garden talk episode. But we want to make sure that we're putting together and talking about things that you guys find interesting. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I personally am super excited about doing these updates. So we plan on doing. What do we decide, Batavia? Every other week. That's what I decided in my head, and clearly the listening okay. device that you have. You know, that you mail so, me, pick that up too. Yes. So every other week, we're going to try and give you updates on what we're doing in our gardens and stuff like that, as long as our schedules will allow it. Because mm-hmm. as you know, as a gardener, sometimes it takes a little time. But um, we fully plan to keep moving forward in that direction. And um, I know Batavia is itching to say something to me. I just released my first garden tour video on YouTube, um, backyard gardener, YouTube, check it out. 
and I'm going to be doing these a lot, but um, there's not really a lot going on in my garden, but I've done a lot of changes and I know she's itching to say something. So I should pull it up and play it in the background, like just as the visual. I'm just going to start speaking at, you know, minute 130. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's like one of my clients when I do videos for him. Uh, so I loved it. I um, been so hard on himself. So in zone seven. You're in. Yes. Um, there's a moment in the podcast where you say our last frost date and I'm yelling at the po- um, or the moment in the video. You say our last frost date is and I'm like, it's April 15th, Ben. It's April. You've told me this It's April 15th. <laughs> yeah, I paused. <laughs> um, but so it's early in your garden season as it is in mine. You actually still have veggies. Is it from last season or did you pull all of those already? No, everything is out from last mm-hmm. season. So everything that's in there is freshly planted. And basically, it's my first square foot garden, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I can go into detail about that at some point. Yeah. And then there's other seeds that I've started and a bunch of flowers. But our, we haven't had cold weather in like three weeks. And this is the issue that I've been having is like my seedlings. Should I put them out or should I wait? Because mm-hmm. you can always get that last freeze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's stressful to me right now. And I'm in the process of hardening off my seedlings now. So we're going to jump the gun a little bit as the forecast gets closer. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's better safe than sorry. I'd hate to kind of crush everything I've worked for. Yeah, but, that's, <clears throat> um, that's kind of where I am when it comes to doing what when. I think two podcasts ago I had planned on putting out some peas per your recommendation. I still haven't gotten out there to do it because there's also this bit of me where um, it's still, I mean, we got freezing temps this week here. Um, So we are, you know, kind of at the beginning of April and it's still getting pretty cold at night. Um, So it's not so much that I'm concerned about 10 or 12 or 20, you know, pea seeds. It's, I want to make sure that I'm ready to get out and start working in the garden. And um, I'm not so happy in the, I told Ben, like it's almost one o'clock my time. And I went outside at like seven and I'm still cold from coming outside. So yeah, I want to make sure that um, once I start out there, I'll be comfortable kind of going back and forth out there. And the weather just hasn't gotten to the temps. I need like 50 degrees Fahrenheit for me to feel real good about it and comfortable. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's because there's a, there's gets to be those temperature swings, mm -hmm, but you know, mm -hmm. I've been. I've been hardcore researching um, new plants that I'm planting, mm-hmm. new seeds, and I've learned a lot because now that I'm doing this square foot garden plan, I have more space, so I need to fill it with other things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of the new things I'm planting and something I learned about peas, not snow peas, but just regular peas, mm-hmm. is they have a common pest. And what is that the pest? Most it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Maggots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should have warned me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I see maggots, I instantly dry heave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so pretty, that being said, it's yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. I guess it's some kind of uh, pea fly or something that gets in there and lays eggs. You've grown so snow peas not, before, though, right? I've grown snow peas, but not regular mm-hmm. snap mm-hmm. peas. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I grow snow peas every year, mm-hmm. but not snap peas. So we will yeah. see what happens there. So how old are the snow peas in this video that you, your garden tour video? Uh, About three weeks. Mm-hmm. 
So the way they go is they're really slow to start, but once they start climbing, they just shoot up mm-hmm. super fast. So, um, but you got to get them out like where I am. It's so early. And that's something I've learned too, um, is that these cold weather vegetables and stuff need to be started in my area sometimes in February. Mm-hmm. So they need maybe that I much might, cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you think about it two weeks ago, we were four weeks out from uh, our last frost day and we hit 90 degrees one day. Yeah. So if you keep getting that a lot, man, all that stuff's just going to straight bolt right but away. That's not you know? normal though. Those temps that you're talking about aren't normal for your area. Are they? Sometimes time? they are. Sometimes yeah. they're not. Yeah. So it's, and that's why it's important for people to kind of, you, you know, you get to know your weather in your area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's something that I've been dealing with. Um, and then my seedlings, you know, I just kind of been watching them do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing is better than the wrong kind of something. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. But I mean, what did you think about my garden layout? So I am a big fan of it. And I realized the reason why I enjoyed this particular video, because it has a mixture of things that are growing so I can kind of visualize it. You know, Have you ever heard of the um, kind of house staging, home staging? People can't see past like the red walls. So you should, yeah. you know, make things more plain and so on. So I can see past like an empty garden. I can see what that's going to look like. And that's mm-hmm. a part of the reason why I really enjoy like when people first turn over their gardens and they do that or that moment right before they start planting because everything is bare and I can kind of get it like it's a clean palette I can kind of get a vision of it and that's what I was able to do in this video kind of seeing the layout where I wasn't so much able to do that in some of the previous videos that you've done um so I love the idea of like those four beds you know kind of lined up two by two in that walking area mm-hmm. um I'm not so sure about your your thinking chair but that's you know we'll save that critique my, for later <laughs> my sit and think chair yeah, yeah your sit and think chair. that thing makes me so mad it's always flipped <laughs> over I just give up Um, But but I really like the um, I'm looking forward to learning more about the area that's closer to the trees. I'm looking at it as I. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see last year in all seriousness. I mean, it was just a dirt patch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this and, you know, we had those really bad weed problems. And I was like, man, I can't do that again because it was just a waste of time almost. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to like, you know, keep that going and try and stay on top of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're planning on growing sweet potatoes there, right? Like sweet, that was one of the things pot- you were thinking about. Um, that, that bed is designed, well, basically designed to kind of set it and forget it. So mm-hmm, your sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. your melons, stuff like that, where it takes a lot of space, but I don't have to go out there and really pick all the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, as I looked into the square foot gardening thing, I kind of decided that, I, you know, I was going to put some tomatoes out there and stuff like that. But and I did that last year and I had some other stuff out there last year. So I could would continuously go over there. Mm-hmm. It would make me go over there and check on it. But I'm not like I said, I'm not totally sold on that area yet. I just it's it's confusing to me. And when you have weeds that are about six feet high, it gets a little depressing. But that um, it reminds me to pull up the picture that I've been promising you on my six foot high weeds. It's a throwback picture. Maybe I'll save it for a Thursday and share it. Throwback Thursdays. Um, but I, I'm just thinking. So the area 
didn't have a lot planted and you had some heavy weed trouble, but it's kind of one counters generally would counter the other. If you plant more, the hope is that you'll have less weed. So, right. Um, well, then I also put mulch down this year though. Right. Yeah. I put mm-hmm. the mulch down. So I over, I put too much mulch in my other beds. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing is I've been taking mulch out of those beds and just putting it over there to try so, and stay on top of it. What do you think that is? I am. So you had too much mulch. I remember, remember you mentioning that last year I ordered too much soil. Like we don't know everything, but we know about measurements. Like how are we continuing to get that wrong? Well, I can tell you where I went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I know exactly where I went wrong. I, I calculated it, but what I did is I got that bark mulch, not that bark, um, cypress mulch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cause that's what was available to me. Yeah. And when I was going to do, and I did, I wasn't sold on doing the square foot garden yet. And then when I did, I realized, Oh, you don't have to have that much mulch for that. So that was part of the problem. So then I started taking mulch out of one bed and I was like, I'll just throw it in the other one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, it is, I wasn't really, and then I decided to do another bed the same way. So then I had to basically empty out two beds. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was really, it wasn't really like, I didn't calculate it right. It was, I changed my plan Mm -hmm. too early. And if I had like leaves as mulch, I would just mix it in, but I didn't use that. I use like Cypress. So yeah, that's, um, I am very close to, is it paralysis analysis, analysis, paralysis, either one, whichever one it is. I'm very close to teetering on that right now. So I've been thinking for almost five months about what I want to plant where, and obviously, I'm not thinking about this day and night, but I do think about it quite often. And I, because um, this is going to be the biggest garden I've ever had this year, right? Um, and, you know, biggest by size and in the largest when it comes to like the different types of things I'm planting. And I keep on turning it over in my head. And I have an Excel spreadsheet that says in this bed, plant that thing. But I keep on turning it over in my head like I want to change this. I want to change that. And I'm listening to you talk about kind of how a change in your plans, which I think it was awesome going with two square foot garden beds, but a change in your plans kind of left you with this kind of issue, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um, You love that. That's the wrong. You said I love that. I believe. I love that you are <laughs> the, going with a two square foot garden bed. That's the part I love. Oh, I thought you said I loved. I had that issue. I was like, no, 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 and, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot to make an announcement. Which <laughs> I you'll get. What just, I was waiting. I know. I thought it was because you were afraid and you were about to back out, and I didn't want to embarrass oh, no. you. So that's why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not scared. So Batavia and I have discussed it, and we're going to do a square foot garden shoot off. Absolutely. And what we're going to do is I'm going to grow my garden and she's going to grow hers. We're going to dedicate one bed to it and we're going to film it and we're going to compile the videos together. So if you go to her channel, you'll see the same video as mine for the introduction and then she'll give you updates. I'll give you updates and you can follow along and see who has the better square foot garden. What we haven't decided is no, actually we have decided who's going to uh, declare the winner is going to be the listeners and the viewers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's who's going to choose. So um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now that I better be the winner. I'm, I mean, if they haven't picked up already, I'm starting to butter up the audience. Like I've already started, right? <laughs> I'm pre-gaming here. Yeah. That's why she was happy that I had that issue. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> maybe that was a Freudian slip. I have, maybe I am happy that you had that issue. No. Um, so I, to be fair, I have practiced square foot gardening before, um, but I've not fully committed to it, you know, year over year. Um, and, you know, Ben is like, 
taking a leap on faith, right? And he's still not convinced of the method and, you know, how productive it can be. And so we're going as far as trying to plant, you know, almost the same things, right? So not just to see, you know, whose bed looks the best at the end, but we're going to be planting a lot of the same things in that bed, um, which I think Mm -hmm. is super cool because we also, you know, while we're all, we're both in America, you know, um, we have different garden areas. Um, Our, still crazy, our like last frost dates are very close. Yours the 15th of April, mine the 19th, 18th or 19th of April. Um, but like how many days has it been 80 degrees where you are? Go ahead. Dude, it's go crazy. Ahead. Yeah. So like we've had a weeks. high of 60, maybe 60 degrees Fahrenheit a couple of days. Um, but I'm still getting into freezing temps, like I mentioned before. So our summers look more alike. I don't think ours is as hot here in zone six and in Chicago, Illinois in particular. Um, so some of the problems that I've learned that Ben has had as you know a gardener and specifically where he's gardening, I haven't had, but I've had a share of my own. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, if we both can stay committed to it, um, and there, I'm not very competitive, but then there's gardening and here we are. So, yeah, um, it's not competitive. It's fun. Oh no, it's totally competitive. I'm sorry. Did you, oh. did we not cover that? <laughs> oh, I mean, apparently we did, but, uh, I think it's fun. I mean, uh, it can be both. You know, here's my issue with it is you have your garden and like you're, your frost date's the same as mine, mm-hmm. but you clearly have a slower build to your frost date, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I leave my cabbages out all winter, and I harvest them at the end of winter. That's apparently how it grows. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to open up this can of worms real quick. Oh, here we go. I, uh, yeah, here we go. I, I've wanted to grow Brussels sprouts, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to Lowe's last year and I buy my Brussels sprout seedlings and I put them in the ground and they basically just burn up. So I go again this year and I buy my Brussels sprouts seedlings um, and I put them in the ground. Now I put them in earlier this year, mm-hmm. but the weather is already warmer. So who knows what that means yeah. now? So then I go back and I'm like, well, let me research this. So if you want to grow Brussels sprouts in your area, you have to start your seeds like 16 weeks before you put them outside. I think it was 12 or 16 weeks. So when you go, so like when I go to Lowe's, I'm like, Oh, let me check what's going on here. And they have these seedlings out. My instant thought is, Oh, these are, this is the best time to put these in the ground. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm, Yeah. Well, no, it's not because I'm, I'm literally just throwing money away, buying these, these seedlings for these Brussels sprouts. So I put them in the ground early, but what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to start more seeds in the garden in June in hopes to have a fall crop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll see. But that kind of is annoying to me because it's like, you you know, it's really hard to have a mental breakdown in your head all the time of like, I need this. I need that mm-hmm. this time. This, you know, all these dates and stuff like that. You yeah. kind of think it's like one size fits all for the most part. But yeah, so we'll see. I put them in earlier this year, but we I don't know how much more I'll get. 
And that I am struggling with a bit, like keeping all of that in my head. Um, So I, let me try to scoot up here because I'm going to relax because we're going to be here a while. (laughs) So I have um, mentioned this before. I'll mention it again today and after today. I have historically gardened between June and September, maybe October. So over these years, that's it. That's all I got. Um, That's travesty. Well, listen now, everyone has their own time and space. Don't judge me. I was a pure (laughs) summer gardener and um, I have the desire to grow all year long. Right. In my climate, that's not as easy, but I can absolutely get more food in the ground uh, for more months. But it takes some planning. Right. You know, so last fall I made an attempt at a or last summer I made an attempt at a fall garden and I got a big fat F and that F was for fail. Uh, So I have a whole bed out there that I planted like lettuce and uh, spinach in. It was a brand new bed that I built. Uh, It's like a four by four and not a single seed germinated. So I don't know if I planted and it was still too hot. I think it had something to do with the heaviness of the soil, which was new soil that I was using um, because I used, I planted it in that same garden or that same soil in another garden bed and things grew, but those are transplants. But anywho, so that was a fail. I ended up planting in a different bed in October with the hopes of getting radishes and um and spinach again. I didn't get any spinach at all last year. Um, and then some other root vegetables, big fat F again, you know? So my timing was just completely off last year. So now I go into this year after being successful in the summer, not doing well in the, you know, kind of air quote fall garden. Now I'm trying to develop a spring garden. So now I have to get my dates right for my spring garden. Summer, I'll be fine. But then try again to get it right at the, um, in the fall garden time frame. And, you know, there's so many tools out there that say start this at this time and start this at that time. And it seems like it should be easier, but my head just isn't computing. I can tell you that a spring garden is way easier than a fall garden. Is it? Way, way, way easier because you know what you're working with. You know that it's been cold and it's going to warm up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like in the fall, like I had the same thing. I had a big fat F last year. Like I put in seedlings because I kind of missed my time frame a little bit because here, I mean, if you live, I mean, I'm sure the folks in Tennessee get it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're about the same as me. Like it'll be It'll be the middle of September and it can still be 98 degrees. Right. So, but then in October, all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. It drops. So you get that really short window. So what I did is I went out and I bought um, seedlings again and they instantly bolted. Mm -hmm, Just mm -hmm. like, that's the first thing they did is they just produce seed. So I just, you know, what are you going to do at that point? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, I already wasted my money. Like I'm all set. And the only thing that made it was a cabbage. So I have to adjust my times this year too. And I'm just going to keep trying, man. I'm just going to keep planning and planning until I get it right. Like, I don't care if it bolts, I'm putting another seed in the ground. Yeah. I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to keep going. And so when I I get it right. Yeah, when I start here, here for that, when I start to think about last year and the big fat F that I gave myself, like compared to all the other, it's it was such a small loss, if you will, compared to all of the other gains. So I'm being realistic when it comes to, 
all right, the season overall, like all you were doing was winning, right? You know, so, um, but you know, that one thing I've learned from, I don't know if I have it right, but like you're saying, Ben, I'm just going to keep on trying. Um, I probably feel more comfortable going into the summer and then fall because maybe because I've been, I've had a chance at it already. This spring garden now, and I'm just, I'm trying to figure out even how long are we really considering spring? Like, it feels like gardening timeframes are very different than just your regular calendar timeframes, right? So we're in spring now. Summer technically starts in June. Am I still, do I still have my spring garden in then? I mean, goodness. Where is my guru? Someone's going to have to tell, just drop this information in my head. Because right now There's, I feel like I'm behind even in my spring garden. You know, like <laughs> Yeah, I mean and I can tell you that I think you are. I know you don't really want to believe that, but I think you are behind. If you haven't put anything in the ground, I, I really do. I think some things are prepared. You know, you want the longest you can. So I'm looking it up right now as we speak. And I'm going to tell you that for kale, because you were talking about your kale seedlings. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, so I have kale seedlings that are at this point two weeks old uh, that are indoors and um, half of them are struggling. Like, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of sad singing. You know, like, uh, I think they may be on the end of done. Um, but you so know, when I feel do like you I still just- have time to, to replant. When do you usually get your first like hot day? Oh, that's actually a really good question. It's um, it's going to be some point in June. Like we can get a hot day like you have that 80s that could come up in May. But um, I can think back to these last like uh, maybe six or seven years. So the beaches open up on um, the very end of May, Memorial Day here. What um, beach? Did I say beach? Yeah. What beach? The beaches are city beaches, like meaning beach? they're open to the public. What kind of beach? Like the one that has sand and water. What water? The water that's in the lake. What lake? Lake Michigan. Okay. That's a cold ass <laughs> lake. That's what I'm about to yeah. get to. Like, like this felt like um, a weird, like Will of Fortune uh, episode or something. Uh, or Jeopardy. <laughs> well, like, got, what he is? <laughs> I live on the ocean, so you got to remember that. So when you say beach, I'm like, you ain't by no beach, you landlocked. But <laughs> so they have um, they open up, and when I used to, I have a sordid tale or history with triathlons, um, and the beaches would open, and it's like, who's brave enough to take that first swim? And like you're saying, like the lake is still freezing. Not only is the lake, which we know the water is going to take longer to warm up, but the air temperature is still super duper cold. So I said all that to say at the end of May, we could still be getting like not necessarily freezing temps, but pretty cold temps. Um, And that's why you've seen, remember we were talking about how I say this and you saw someone else from Chicago saying, I'm going to wait until June 1st to plant. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of feels like a very safe period, you know, so it won't get as Don't be cold. Safe. That's I'm not going to be. My date is May 1st. But again, it feels like I'm behind. So we'll see. Um, so look, you. so I'm, I'm I looked at kale. OK, it has to be the soil has to be 60 to 65 degrees. Supposedly, I think you could fudge that a little bit and go a little cooler. Mm-hmm. And then within the 10 day forecast, you're looking at 50s during the day. 
You have raised beds, so they'll warm up faster. Mm-hmm. So if you take your seeds, I would say in 10 days and put them out, you, you might be able to start germinating some kale straight up in your garden or whatever you have right now growing. I, w- I would start hardening it off next week. No, I'm not going to do that. I am going to drop seeds. So I'm going to do separate and apart. I'm going to put seeds in the garden um, probably when I get a little bit of sun, which is tomorrow or maybe the day after. And then I'm going to continue to baby the kale seedlings because I need to learn about how to care for them. So I'm going to leave them where they are and see, you know, how many I have to bury. By bury, I mean like toss. Um, But I do believe you're right. I believe I could have planted this in hindsight, those kale seeds like three weeks ago. So closer to the beginning of March than, you know, where I am at now, which is more like April. So, I mean... it's not the end of the world, but when I lived in Massachusetts, I started my seeds in February mm-hmm. and I kind of stuck by that. And I think after this year, I need to actually start them in January. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I get nice, big, healthy plants, you know yeah. what I mean? To put out, um, yeah. especially like your tomatoes and stuff. Like you want to mm-hmm. be a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. but, and then you always do it. Like, you know, you do your tomatoes, your, your eggplants first and your peppers and then your tomatoes and then your cold weather stuff and all that. Yeah. But I do the same thing as you do is I take them and I put them out. I do the seedlings and then I direct sow some seeds as well. Okay. Okay. So then I can have succession plantings mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. needed. Yeah. But I mean these, and like here I know the, it's super common. I see it everywhere down here. You drive in the wintertime and there'll be people with gardens, nothing but collards. That's mm-hmm, it. Just collards mm-hmm. all yeah. winter. Rows and rows of collards mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Which reminds me. So if we get to the what's going on in my garden world and what am I doing? Um, so I have, let's see, signs of life in my garden. I have collards that I let go in the garden bed from last year that have that I didn't cover at all that um, are producing new leaves of collards, you know, new, new collard leaves. So that's a lesson. And I know what I'm going to do this year going into next year. Um, and then I have I accidentally overwintered some arugula and spinach. Um, so the spinach that I planted the second time last year that I got the F in, I left it and it sparked up this spring which is exciting um dude that's, that's a huge win it is it, did you do you see my face like my frown is turning upside down um and so while it's not enough to to steam it is absolutely enough to put on a sandwich or put in you know an omelet and the biggest mm-hmm. thing is the lesson that i got from it um so i know kind of the timing that i had last year that i thought was wrong or oh, it didn't work my my fall garden but it actually helped prepare me for a start off to spring right Right. So then I also have a couple of kale plants. There are like two or three kale plants, speaking of, that I left in the ground. Again, uncovered. They were bare. And I see them springing back up. So there and our winter here wasn't like it wasn't, you know, kind of Arctic weather. We did get some below zero days. Um, and That's we, Arctic. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> um, so, I mean, we normally in Chicago, this windy city, we could have day upon day upon day of like freezing temps, um, below zero temps, 10, 20 degrees below zero. So we didn't have that cold of a winter, I w- would say. Um, we're still what I feel like we're coming out of winter right now. Um, and I also have, this will be a blessing from the garden gods like no others. This is the coming up will be the third year that I've attempted to grow carrots. So I've attempted to grow carrots two other two. No, that's not true. Last year was the third year I attempted to grow carrots and the third year I didn't get carrots. Uh, So I put some carrot seeds out and I left them as well. And I can see their little green heads. But remember, this is the fear I have with the root vegetables. I don't know what's going on underneath it. But there's greenery coming up on top, and that's a positive. That's all that sign. matters. Yeah, it's all that matters. So, um, so yeah, I um, it's nice to be able to kind of see that. It's like that sign of spring when you see the tulips start to come out. You know, like mm-hmm. that little green pop out. There's um, a neighbor behind me, and I gave her a hostess plant. And I put the hostas in um, pots this year, in containers last year, rather. Um, and I've never done that before, but I know hostas return, right? Um, and so she had been asking me about it. And I said, it's wait until April. You'll probably see the buds. And so two weeks ago, she asked me about it. She's like, oh, it doesn't look good. And I said, you know, just wait. I didn't know if it was going to work or not. Uh, so she see, I don't have any in my pots. They all look, you know, pretty bad. But she sees the little green babies popping up. So, um so yeah, there's life. There's life in the garden. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, the first thing you see is weeds in my house, <laughs> and that's how you. Know, I mean, because they don't ever die. You yeah, know, it's like yeah. when you watch my first video, you're like, it's so green. I'm like, girl, that's just the weeds. They just they don't die. <laughs> you know, now the grass is starting to come back. So I mean, yeah. I think we're. You know, I, we actually are stay far ahead of you, but it's crazy how our our spring dates or our frost dates are so close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I did want to mention this. I forgot. Again, this is our first update, so we got to get our stuff together. But um, I got this encouraging post on Instagram the other day. It says, hi, welcome to my little gardening journey. A few days I got a few days ago, I got inspired to start an Instagram thanks to the backyard gardener. Boom. Um, And with the encouragement of a few friends, these are my babies and I'll post every few days to show the progress. And this is just the beginning of new life. So she's starting a garden and, you know, I don't know if she's started a garden based on this or not, but, you know, we've obviously encouraged somebody and her name is Garden of Grotopia on Instagram. So you guys check her out and give her some support. I think it's awesome. You know, that it's good to know that we're actually touching somebody. We're going to have to cut to commercial. Like, (laughs) I'm literally wiping my eyes. I'm such a cornball. I know. Like, that is so cool. It Um, is so cool that somebody actually reached out and said something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Well, kudos to her for starting her garden. And I'm going to have to check her out because now I want to know what these updates are. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, should I go with the whole pay it forward? Like, what about the people that she inspires and the people that sure. they inspire? Yeah, for sure. That should have been your final no update. I don't know if I have the strength to go like, I'm about to be in an emotional wreck. I don't know. I don't know if I can make it through the rest of this episode. <laughs> You're going to have to. There's no choice. 
Um, so yeah, and I mean she's she's growing, and I know it is a female because she calls herself the plant mama. Okay, okay. So yeah. which I say that because I get messages on Instagram, and it's like, girl, you know you're doing a good job, and I'm like, man, I am a dude through and through. <laughs> you know, I'm being profiled as a woman. What I can't grow vegetables because I'm a man. Oh, that's funny. So, There's a there are a yeah. couple of people that reply to my YouTube channel, and I don't know if it's like spam or like just everyone's a dude i actually call people like dude like yes you do i even do i call you dude yeah yeah right? i so, love it yeah and so they, they're like oh dude great work nice video i'm just like is this spam or are you just you know whatever but uh it's, it's yeah. cool like when we say uh, now i'm like sniffing and snotting this is terrible um edit this part <laughs> out ben like so um there's this part where we talk about hey you know let us know what you're thinking comment like moments moments like that i would probably want to find a way to talk about gardening even if there was no one listening you know yeah. because i really enjoy it um but well, you know that's essentially what we do we don't know if people are listening i mean we get the stats but other than that like you know, Did you see my you face drop? We do know people are listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know, but when no, you first start, yeah. Yeah. you know good and well nobody's listening when you first start. Yeah. You just keep going and, you know, it's it's awesome. So Yeah, it's so great that we're able... I believe that's the last update. Well, okay, good, because I just don't <laughs> listen. You're tugging at my heartstrings now. Did you see how you took me down from, like, the competitive bee in the, the, the square garden competition to, like, now oh, that I'm was... like a... Yeah, that was me being competitive. That was Writing. the plan. Yeah. <laughs> I fell for it again. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about um, my seedlings. So I am about 15 days into planting the very first seeds in my grow room. And I was literally singing because I was so excited on day 10. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if it was, you know, if it was the garden gods trying to to tell me to slow down a bit. Like this is a process because a lot of things look great. My peppers look great. Uh, my herbs, I have about four or five herbs I've started. They look great. Um, the basil that I started looks great. Uh, but the kale, it's mixed results, you know, so on day 10, everything had, you know, germinated. The kale germinated super quick, you know, in just a few days. Day 10, everything looked healthy. And I must have blinked. And day 13 or 14, it was a downward slope. So I've seen some of the leaves shrink up. Now, I've never seen plants. I've never planted kale from seed. Well, I've dropped seeds in my direct sowed seeds in my outdoor garden. I've never seen this kind of kale grow from the beginning. So I don't know the telltale signs of when this kale is in trouble, but I know enough about growing things to say. Your kale's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I shared a video with Ben and that's what he said. Uh, so he gave me a couple of pointers like, you know, maybe they don't have the right nutrients. I think you were spot on with the I let them get dry because I'm just trying to figure out how much you're watering. You know, so. Well, so here's the deal. This is and so because everybody's not obviously plugged into our text messages and messages back and forth. <laughs> Be thankful you're not sometimes. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's got yellow leaves, which is generally, I mean, it can be a lot of things, but uh, sometimes, and it can be a nutrient deficiency, mm -hmm. specifically nitrogen, 
because those leafy vegetables, they require a lot of nitrogen. Mm -hmm. That being said, as a seedling, though, and I'm sure you use a quality potting mix. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I would think that it didn't really need to have any extra. Um, any extra nutrients added mm-hmm. to it at this point. And it looked like it was real, the soil was real soggy. Mm-mm. Well, that may be me Had like you... overcompensating. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to, rem- like, when they're real small, so you have to remember that when you, you water them heavy the first time, you want the soil totally soaked. But you got to remember that as the root grows, that little teeny weeny root's only going to dry up that little bit. So like I'll, I'll water mine the first time. And sometimes I don't water them for two weeks afterwards, It maybe three weeks until they really start to grow. And then once they start to pop out, then I water again. So what's the podcast version of a light bulb moment? Well, insert that in the podcast. Um, so light you bulb. just saying that? Yeah. Okay. Ding. Light bulb just went off. Yeah. <laughs> what did they used to do back in the day on the radio when they, yeah. Okay. There it is. So it just occurred to me because I was trying to figure out the difference in um, the, the plantings. So there's a row of um, red boar kale, purplish, purplish kale. And then there's a row in front of it of um, Georgia collards, speaking of, and the Georgia collards are kicking butt. The red boar kale is the one that's doing the most suffering. And it just occurred to me as you were talking that I intentionally planted the the kale in larger pots, right? And I have the Georgia collards in your typical like four pots, seed pots or whatever. Um, So there's less kind of potting mix in the collard plants more potting mix in the kale plants. So I bet I soaked those kale plants, right? Overwatered yeah. them um, and drowned those poor little babies. Oh, good so you probably have root rot, which is what I told you in your message. It yeah. looked like they had root rot. Oh, poor things. That being said, honestly, I'd start over. Yeah, I did. Did you take the other ones out? No, I re- I just started straight with another set of pots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, the thing is with that is they get started off on a weaker, um, they get a, a weaker start because mm-hmm. they've already mm-hmm. been hindered. Yeah. But I don't know, man, you know. I mean, at this point, like it's like 10 is, seeds, right? You know, so 10 yeah. seeds in, I mean, in gar- 15 days. Gardening is a science, but it's mm-hmm. not a science. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, but that's why, like, when I get, when I do my um, seedlings, I start them off in the same size pots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you don't always water everything. Sometimes you have to skip a day or two or three or four or, or something. So, but you want to know why I did that? No. Use the larger pots, but you're going to find out because that lazy part of me. Like this whole potting up nonsense that all of you gardeners do. Oh, good gosh. Could I not do that? So it was an attempt because I knew that I wanted the kale plants to be like I knew where I wanted them to be when I they kind of grew up. And I figured right. my best girlfriend always says, there you go again. You figured anytime I say that it's almost like disaster afterwards. So I figured that I would start them off in a larger pot, save myself some time and not have to pot them up. Um, right. 
but I forgot that I can get heavy handed with the water. Now I've been even bottom watering, you know, so I'm not just pouring a bunch of water on top of it. But again, that's a lot of, of potting mix now that I think about it in hindsight. And as you talked about it, that's just sitting yeah, there wet. You know? well, yeah, because what you're doing is you're soaking it from the bottom up. Mm-hmm, so and mm-hmm. I actually have direct experience with what you're talking about. And I want to say what I want to say. And then I want to segue into something different that you started. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind. Yeah, but go for it. When I lived in Massachusetts, um, you could grow marijuana with a medical card. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we had a medical card um, and we could grow it. And what I would do, and this actually really, because you know, you, you can't go out and buy a marijuana seedling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or at that I didn't time, know you that, couldn't. But okay. you, mm-hmm. you probably could now, but you couldn't then. I don't know. I don't know the laws anymore. Where I live, you can't do it, so it doesn't matter. And I literally just grew it because it was cool. But what we would do is we would get like a solo cup mm-hmm. and we would plant it and then you would water it. And then I knew at that point that that wasn't really taking up all the soil. So I would just water a little bit as it grew, mm-hmm. as it grew. Keep watering just a little bit because you're only going to need to wet that soil right around it. Because Meaning let's you're face not it, wetting the entire cup of soil. Interesting. Not at all. Not one bit, not one bit. I would just water just a little bit, just sprinkle, you know, just sprinkling because you know, I mean, you know how roots grow. They start and they grow down. Batavia is getting the benefit of my hand movements as I do it. And but he's seeing me like, I'm, I feel like I'm victorious. I feel like this is a comeback. All right, go for it. Go yeah. ahead. I'm excited now. Yeah. So it, as they grow down slowly, you water more and more. And then as, and so once you get your true leaves, which you know what true leaves are, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I already have a couple of and, true leaves, not on those kale plants, yes. but go on. So for those who don't know what true leaves are, when the when the plant for, when the seed first pops, there's the little teeny leaves, and those are just like the baby leaves that get started, and then they lose them once they get their true leaves. Once they get their true leaves, you know that they have seed uh, roots going. And what you can do too, and I suggest this, especially if you're having trouble with that, is do a test and pull one out when it gets to a certain size to see how big the roots are. Mm-hmm. They're not that big. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's why like when you go to the stores and you buy those seedlings, look at this, look how big those plants are in those little seed trays, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, cause plants, when they grow, they'll just wrap their roots around. They won't, they're not going to die. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you'll know when it gets too, too, the container gets too small cause it'll actually push the plant out. So you know, but yeah, just be careful at first, you know, especially right now, like I'd water those now and I'd leave them. And then once they pop, you, then you just check the soil because the soil's not, I mean, it's not going to magically dry up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, That's why you were like, you let it completely dry. Yeah. So this is, um, although I may mostly come- dry, mostly dry. Okay. Not completely. I'll go back and check the message. We'll check the record, <laughs> <laughs> but no. So, um, so like part of this was in part the reason why I was nervous about starting seeds indoors. But part of this was also the thing I was ready to accept. Like I didn't think I was going to blunder this quickly, but here we are. Um, but it's so cool to be able to, this is like, it was a text message exchange and this conversation. And now I have like a remedy, right? You know, so I know this won't be the right. second or the last thing I blunder, but um, I'm excited about it now. So, and I also want to do, to use my recycle pots too. Um, but it also helps me because I still have tomatoes to start. So it helps me consider right. kind of my approach there. Um, and clearly I'm going to have to start potting up like you crazy gardeners do. So that well, too. you know, that's why I don't use those um, biodegradable pots. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're too big? Because they, 
Well, because they stay wet. Oh. So I've had issues with that. And then other issue is like I put them in the in, in the ground and then I pull them out at the end of the year and they're still there. Yeah. Like, they ain't yeah, biodegrade. Yeah. They ain't doing mm-hmm. nothing. So, How I mean, I used years? to have my... F- Dude, it was crazy. My first garden bed, I would dig it up and it would just be like biodegradable pots all in the soil or dirt. That's happened to me before because I've um, <laughs> because I've bought transplants <laughs> in those pots and you know I've, I've done what they say, cut the bottom out, mm-hmm. you know, like fluff up that soil that's there and plant them. And then the next year when I'm planting, I'm like, wait, what? What is it? <laughs> all set. I'm all yeah, set yeah, on that. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I I, I think it's a good idea, mm-hmm. but I just I. Now do it, take it out of it and put it in your compost. But mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that I'm not really a fan of it. Um, but I wanted to segue into something cause you were talking about how you're lazy and we had talked about this briefly yesterday, but you know, what kind of gardener are you? Give me some options. Oh, this needs to be multiple choice. So like, I mean, I, we're both lazy gardeners. <laughs> I know that like you want to do as little as possible to get as much as you can. So you got to, you know, and I feel like I know that I have and I feel like you're the same way where we've kind of fine tuned that to an extent. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? There there is this. It's all in your head. You've deemed what's worth your time, just like everyday life. Right. There's certain things that are worth my time. We this is going back a number of episodes ago where we talked about like I hand water everything. And I could, you know, set up some sprinkler systems and set them on a timer. I finally figured out how to set timers. Don't even another conversation. So I can. Yes. (laughs) Well, I did. I had to do that for my grow lights because I fall asleep at night and, you know, I would never remember to go downstairs and and turn them down. It took me like, well, we won't talk about how long it took me. Anywho. Yeah, don't do that. The the, um, I water by hand and that takes a lot of time. Right. But I enjoy one, it's relaxing for me. It lets me check on the plants, right? If I was truly the laziest of gardeners, I wouldn't do that, right? So I can invest that time because that's something I enjoy. I feel like it's worth my while. But what did we talk about last year that, oh, um, thinning. Hate thinning. Don't want to do it. it. Don't have, if I don't have to do it, I don't want to. Um, I will go skimpy on, that was one of my lessons learned, skimpy on planting seeds, sowing seeds with the goal of not having to thin. And you know what that got me last year? In part, the F for the uh, fall garden because I went skimpy <laughs> on it, right? You know, so um, I'm a tad bit adventurous when it comes to being a gardener. I'm a, I'm a risk taker with everything except root vegetables because clearly it's taken me a decade to right, to jump over that. You know, is that the fr- final frontier for you? The um, root the vegetables. Root vegetables. Mm. Like once yeah. you get the root vegetables down, yeah. do you feel like you've got it. Um, like I'm unstoppable for now. I think, well, I think so, but I'm giving myself like five years to get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a very slow pace. My expectations are uber low. Um, so for me this year, it's flowers. Like, I feel like if I can get some flowers that come up, like I've done something. You know what I mean? Because that's not my in my wheelhouse at all. You know, it's so funny because I feel like I can get into the head of a new gardener, a new vegetable gardener. I can get into that person's head and I can go back to when I first planted my garden. I can think about what I was challenged with, you know, but for flowers, I feel like maybe I was born with it. 
maybe it's me, maybe it's Maybelline. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I get it. I get it. You know, maybe that's just what you're drawn to naturally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like vegetables are natural to me. Cause I mean, yeah. I see, like I watch it. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to get something out of it. But when I get a flower, I'm like, okay, it's a pretty flower. Like I love looking at them. I think they're yeah. pretty, but I'm like, it's just a flower. Like, yeah. great. Yeah. So we'll see. But what, I mean, what I'm referring to is like, well, I'll just give you my answer. Like I'm a classic gardener. Mm, like mm -hmm. i i'm not interested in doing like um vegetables like crazy trellises going making archways and like gutters with vegetables growing in them and all that stuff like i like having just your not like gardening has been the same way for millions of years thousands whatever and i just find it you know relax so that's why like the square foot garden thing is like huge for Mm -hmm. me because it's totally like different but you know and i i like the way that stuff looks but it's just not my style yeah that's interesting so classic or traditional gardener would you say yeah i would say like i'm a traditional gardener Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. i I try and keep things down to the roots you know what i'm saying keep it real Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i don't think that's me i mean i think I think I am, um, this This is not a, a thing to broadcast, but I am basic when it comes to gardening, right? So that's, I think, go ahead. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. being basic. Well, no, but my favorite thing in my garden last year was my cow panels as a trellis. Like, yeah. I look at it this year over the last, what, six months when nothing's been growing on it, and I think it's just the coolest thing, right? I was yeah. totally drawn into that YouTube fad for that though um, let's be transparent um, and I'm so happy that I went with it um, but I probably I don't know if I would have if I didn't feel like I had limited space because it afforded me more growing room so that's in part I'm very functional for a gardener let's say that um, but I do try to push the envelope so do we want to talk about blueberries do we want to talk about them now we should talk about them yeah, now. if you want yeah talk about it Well, I ordered five blueberry plants online last year from a certified organic blueberry plant seller or whatever. We're not going to get get, into the organic So you didn't get GMO blueberries? I did not get GMO blueberries. I'm so glad they did not sell me GMO blueberries, Ben. You know there's no such thing, right? Because. There's my blueberry plants are not GMO blueberry plants. I know they're not. <laughs> no, but there's no such thing as a GMO blueberry. As you've told me, because they're not allowed <laughs> to sell GMO. So anywho, I did not buy the blueberry plants from all of your local you know, home improvement stores. Skipped over those, those that are nicely potted, you know, that look healthy. And I bought them online and I didn't realize, what is it? They sell them, they ship them as the root ball. So first off, I unwrapped them like, huh? Then they gave very specific instructions on how you're supposed to plant them. So I was running out to Lowe's like at eight o'clock at night trying to get the proper sand and, you know, soil mixture. And I felt like I followed the instructions to a T. Fast forward to a month later. Yeah dying blueberry is it plants or bushes or trees which one is it um well they're bushes technically there's high bush and low bush so dying blueberry bushes the only thing to note was i saw some of the leaves because some of them did have leaves and there were even blueberries on the bush 
like you know when they shipped them they were a couple so those are the only ones i ever ate this is like in maybe june of last year um so that's I that's probably them why it died because i already had blueberries on it or i didn't pick them yeah, off you, no because you should pick them off right when you get it so anytime you plant something the first time like something like that you should pick all those fruits and flowers off of it the first See, year that's crazy because i know that about like other you know veggies like you know, you get a pepper plant if you buy it, you know, but I don't think it kills it. It just allows, you know, the energy to go into creating new blooms and actual, uh, you know, leaves and all that stuff. So anywho, um, so I, the leaves were spotted though. And I said, Hmm, now I only bought five plants because that was the minimum required, you know, for them to ship them. I didn't want or really need five plants. So I put two in the ground, like planted them in ground and I put three in pots so Ben, Nothing. in the last podcast, because it was this whole, I'm always doing an experiment too. So let's see how they fare in the ground versus in a pot. So in the last podcast or in some podcast or some conversation Ben and I had, he said, all right, here's the tip to how you know whether or not the plants are dead. So I've already written them off. I figured they were dead and it would be like a rejoicing moment if they actually grew this season. So I left them where they were until now. So Ben's tip was say it again. So what you do if you have any kind of like woody plant is you take your thumbnail and you go down towards the or you can really do any limb, but I, I like to do the base cause that's closest to the root ball and you dig in there and you see if you scratch it and then it'll turn, if it's green underneath the bark, that means it's alive. It's got some life in it. So if it's, is it green? Like what if it's during that hibernation period? Is it always going to be green under there? It's, if it's always alive? green. Yeah. And the, there's a video on my Instagram um, if you guys want to check it out. But yeah, if when you scratch it, you scratch the first layer under the cambium and there will be green under there. And that just is a sign that it's live wood. So you can check Ben's Instagram page at the Backyard Gardener to see what it looks like if it's alive. And you can check my Instagram page if you want to know what it looks like when it's dead. Because... <laughs> <laughs> So I'm certain that four of the five <laughs> plants or bushes are dead. I did see, I'm going to take a better picture of it because the sun's out. One of the plants, um, the bushes that's in ground, I actually saw kind of other shoots and what looks like the beginning of blueberry. So it may have been, it took me five plants to get, you know, one healthy, alive plant. At this point, I just want to reuse the containers. This is where I met with it. Like, <laughs> like that's going to be the win. Well, you know, in my video that I just put out, you can see, um, and we're going to have a whole podcast about this. Um, we did edible landscaping and we took the blueberries and we put them right in the yard as bushes mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. kind of define spaces. So, um, but see our area is known for blueberries mm -hmm. because we have and blueberries the and sweet potatoes. Soil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's got, it's all, yeah. it's naturally sandy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, you know, we don't grow tobacco anymore. You I used to see it everywhere, but now you don't. And um, so, yeah, I think that I was just maybe just based on where I am, I was just kind of blessed where I could, you know, I, I just put them in the ground. I don't water them or anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and we get a couple of blueberries. We don't get a whole lot. That's why we have six bushes now and effort to get more. But we buy ours at a local place. Yeah. First tip. And we buy them in fall when they're on like mega discount. And we stick them in the ground and go from there. 
So, I mean, it's probably my goal to kill blueberries every season because I'm not going to not try again. So I may have one um, that's still alive. Um, but while I didn't need or require five plants, I would like a couple of blueberry plants or bushes. Um, you think so, one of them's alive? Did you see the video? I, it was hard to see, but did you yeah. see green under it? No, but I think that branch is dead. I think the, um, there's some offshoots. Go to the base of it. Uh-huh. If, it. if the base of it's dead, it doesn't matter Yeah. if the branch is alive or not. But if, it's, if the base of it's green, go across the plant and trim all of the bad dead stuff off of it. Just go ahead and get rid of it. So do you see this face? This is where we're getting into the... That's too much. Like, I thought I'm just you were gonna, gonna spit leave in my it. face. No, I'm just gonna leave it, and if it's it does something, it does something. Like you know, nope. nah, don't do that. Save it. <laughs> Save it. That's murder. Save our blueberry. Uh, look, I'm already uh, look. I've already killed four of them. What's one more? <laughs> <laughs> now we get into the dark side of the gardening podcast. Yeah, we do. <laughs> You're seeing Batavia's real personality now. See if. So is it too early for me, though? So some of the things are kind of coming back alive that are hibernated over the season. Is it potentially too early for me? I know brown no, is brown, per- right? Green is green. I get that. but Now's the perfect time to trim because it's still got its energy stored and it hasn't started moving it up through the plant yet. Okay. So like when we do our bonsais and stuff like that, we go through and we trim, um, we trim them in the middle of winter as long as they're not tropical when they're asleep. And then oh. that allows like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And then that a lot like maples and stuff like that, azaleas. So everything is stored. It's not leafing. It's not doing anything right now. It's just kind of surviving. So you go through and you eliminate all that dead. And we, I even take trees. And I mean, this doesn't apply. You know, it's it's hard for you to imagine that it would work for a vegetable, like a, a bush like that. But it's mm-hmm. the same thing. We'll take and we'll trim off the entire tree. It's called trunk chopping. Mm-hmm. And you leave one branch with two leaves on it. And at the end of the year, there'll be 15, 20 new branches on there. And it'd be full of leaves because it's got now it has all that energy to focus in that one area. And it's not saying, oh, let's send it up here. Yeah. And basically hitting that roadblock. Yeah. So yeah, that you're goes quarantining back to the, it. <laughs> that goes back to the, you know, um, pick off those blossoms and your pepper plant because if you want that energy to go into more leaf production, it's all kind of connected. Um, but oh, yeah. my announcement was there is a new game for podcast listeners. Anytime, and he's going to correct me on this pronunciation, anytime Ben mentions bonsai or him mm-hmm. growing bonsai plants, um, I think you got to take a drink. And let's we can keep this clean. It can be a drink of water, a drink of coffee, a drink of soda. It could be something else, depending on what time you're listening to the podcast. But I think that's an official podcast. Hey, game. look, man, I've learned a lot from it. It's crazy how much it goes back and forth. And it's a big part of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got trees that I've had for 10 years oh. that I just take care of. And my plan is to pass them down to my son when I die. Hopefully it'll be a long time from now, but that's, you know, that's because there's a tree in um, Washington, D.C. that and this is sick that the uh, Japanese government gave us after Hiroshima as a as a mm-hmm, gift. Mm-hmm. Right. After we dropped an atom bomb on them, they gave us a gift. <laughs> but this tree survived the blast. It was behind a brick wall and it's 300 years old. Wow. And it's been in a pot for 300 years, passed from generation to generation. In a pot. In a pot. 
Wow. How crazy is that? That is pretty crazy. We're still going to do the drinking game, though, so. I'll drink some water right now because my throat's dry. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so back to what kind of gardener are you? What are you? Um, If my truck, what you only gave, you said that you were a classic gardener, but opposed to what? Basic. A basic, traditional, classic gardener opposed to, like, a, um, I don't know. Well, I know you look, you look at a different posts and stuff like that. And I mean, you see people like hydroponics Mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. all these crazy pots and layouts and just getting insane with it. Like, is that something that you aspire to do? No, that's maybe more of the artistic gardener. Maybe if we can call that a gardening type. Um, So that's not me. I am. I think it's kind of cool, but there is something that I enjoy about being kind of gardening in the most natural sense now i i know my grandmother if she was alive would say what you say you're growing cucumbers up like what like so i think that's probably the most extreme um and that's kind of a a left turn from being a classic gardener for for me i do vertical gardening um but i think most of everything else you can call me a classic gardener or a you know a basic or traditional gardener um i i I mean i'm thinking back um so we were just talking about you mentioned for the movie, your granny said, you know, when you asked her about watering, <laughs> yeah, we just waited for the Lord to, you know, rain on us. And in my mind, although, again, I do like watering. That's just an example. In my mind, like, that's it. Like, I'm kind of a set it and leave it kind of gardener, too. Kind of speaks again for the laziness. Um, I don't want to baby my garden. You know, I don't want I'll go out there every day, but I don't want it to require that I do that. Um, so I really well, you know, enjoy the planting. I like the preparing. I like the planning. I like the planting. Of course, I like the harvest. Um, everything else in between I could do without. <laughs> well, you know, I, I use timers on my hoses. Mm-hmm. I don't ever hand water. I, And the reason why I do it is one, because I'm lazy, but two, it allows me more time to go out and look in my garden Mm -hmm. and tend to Mm -hmm. what needs to be tended to. And one thing I learned, again, get ready to take a drink when with the bonsai is if you fiddle with it all the time, it will die. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not meant to be messed with all the time, you know, so it's not like you go out and you're like, oh, I got to trim my tomato bush. You don't go out and trim it every single day, right? You, you do a big trim, you let it recover. Then you do another mm-hmm. trim, you let mm-hmm. it recover and stuff like that. And I think it's, you know, it's not really being lazy. It's, I just don't like to interfere with it as much. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I'm not a fussy gardener. I'm, I'm going to speak in real basic, basic terms. Like you're always fussing with Good. it, but it's over loving your garden. You're yeah. loving on your garden too much. Like, um... I want to do the thing and then move on to the next thing. Um, I am very project oriented. So a part like these phases of the garden, they're projects for me. Right. So I get in, plan it, start it, you know, get through it and then it's done and then I move on. Right. Um, So that's in part helped me because it doesn't allow me to kind of just hover, you know. Um, So. So, yeah, I do like. When I think about a larger space and having a larger garden, like more land, I don't think about all of the kind of, um, you know, if I can build this or build that. I think real basic, like a greenhouse, you know, I think, you know, more garden area, more garden rows, like 
Um, I think that probably helps solidify. I probably am a basic gardener. I think maybe if I would have said being basic or classic as a gardener first, then maybe I wouldn't be fighting it. But since you said it first, I'm kind of <laughs> rejecting the notion. <laughs> I, I just, I, I like the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't like overcomplicating it. I think it's a, uh, it's a good thing to just let it go. Yeah. You know, I, I do all of my work in the spring, all of it. Mm-hmm. I do all like I weed everything. I build everything. I fix it up. I get the soil ready. I plant it. And um, man, I said soil again. I get the dirt ready and I plant it. And <laughs> don't roll your eyes. And then I, uh, you know, and then I, I just want to harvest it, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's just it's crisis management at the after that. You know, yeah. what what bug is this? Oh, I got stink bugs. Oh, I got Japanese beetles. And then it goes to that, you know. Well, and you that's, know, I was, that's what I enjoy. I was thinking about this. Um, so I think people that do these other things with gardens, they must enjoy it. So good for them. But I was thinking about it this morning when I was over watering my kale. Because, you know, clearly that's a thing for me now. Um, and remember how we talked about needing a garden break? Like the idea that in both of our areas, you know, there are months where we're not in the garden we're not thinking about gardening and how you talked about you needed that break and I said oh I wish I really did have more time and I was thinking about it today because right now in my little grow room there are only like you know like three rows of plants that I'm nurturing and that's only a little bit of my time right I can spend some time with them and then move on to the next thing I have to do with my day and it's just enough right you fast forward in five months it's going to be a whole different world but it almost creates like this build up to it right you know there's a time and a place for everything Um, so I think that's probably the same for like even in the outside garden so at the beginning of the year I'm like prepping the area and that's just this bit of work, right? And once I get past that, I'm planting. Like, it's all very orderly, if you will, which kind of sounds crazy mm-hmm. given that it's, you know, a, mi- a mound of dirt. Um, I, I love it. That was a bit of a rant. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you completely. I think it's a, uh, you know, you do need a break. And even though I grew cabbages all winter, like I didn't water one time. Mm-hmm, I didn't even mm-hmm. go look at them. I just kind of let them do their thing. And, you know, I'd go out there and check on them and like the deer would come check them out. And of course, I'd be pissed. But, (laughs) you know, there's nothing I can do about that other than shoot them. And I'm not going to go shoot them. So not yet. But if they wipe out my whole garden, (laughs) we could be talking a different story. Speaking of, I saw um, garden squirrels digging up. Remember the collard green bed? So Mm -hmm. I basically pulled up like maybe four or five of the collards plants because they were pretty much gone but it created that fresh soil soil and boy did those squirrels love to see that and it's so hard for me and I know I'm fortunate because I don't have a lot of you know animals to tend with with my garden but those squirrels drive me crazy and it just annoyed me so it's kind of like why should I worry about I don't know how their memory goes like once they start digging or they're going to keep on coming back I don't know but I started putting out chicken wire to kind of protect that area I don't have anything there but I just don't want them digging in it you know so um, yeah you're not going to yeah. stop them no I'm not but I mean, it's, it creates some garden interest bet- yeah your best bet is to feed them somewhere else. Mm-mm, nope, not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, if you don't do that, they're, they're still going to come. You know, that 
And that's what I've read. I can't do it myself. Yeah. I um so I have two methods for that. I have a cage that was built to protect my tomato plants from the squirrels and it's been successful last year was the second year Um, and I have a couple of other tricks where I just create barriers for them it's the initial soil that really draws them in and obviously the ripe tomatoes most I mean not going this table um i've not had any trouble with them bothering other vegetables as they begin to grow it's just that initial you know sowing of seeds and that fresh dirt and i have a couple of methods although if anyone's listening and they have some you know tried and true method to prevent squirrels and other animals from climbing sunflowers like the sunflower stalk and eating the sunflower heads please let me know please contact me do you have something ben yeah Feed them something else. Won't do it. (laughs) I'm serious. Feed them something else. Because all they're doing is they're eating the sunflower seeds. I don't want to be the person that's feeding the squirrels. Then I'm feeding the stray cats. Then I'm that kind of woman. Like I'm a cat lady. I'm like a season away from being a cat lady, and that's not what I want to be. No, I'm serious. They have squirrel feeders, and you just put peanuts in it. Or even sunflower seeds, like you can get them super cheap, mm-hmm. and they just get. They'll know, like, hey, I can go eat there, and they'll stop yeah. because right now they don't know. There's nothing for them. So, and that's like I said, that's what everybody says. I can't bring myself to do it, but if I had major issues, I think I would do that. Yeah, I. You know, an interesting thing. Um, and we're going a little long here, but we are. I don't want to do it. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I even I don't even care about the yeah. I'm just, I mean I'm not making any promises. I'm not making any promises that I'm going to try the thing that you believe is going to help my problem. Like what sense that makes I don't know. But anywho, um, I don't even care so much about harvesting the sunflower the seeds. Right, last year was the first time I grew sunflowers, and I love them. I thought they were like the funnest thing in my garden. Uh, until the squirrels started climbing them and eating like the the entire like sunflower face. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, I let my cat outside on them and my dog. We have a lot of stray cats and they don't do. I mean, these squirrels are like relentless. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you live in the city. So, yeah, I mean, it's and another thing I do, too. And I do know this works, too, is uh, motion censored sprinklers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you get those um usually what i do since i have mine on a timer if they're really in my garden and my cat or my dog won't go out to it mm-hmm. i will um i'll go turn on the sprinkler yeah and that usually gets rid of them but but you know they still come back but yeah. i mean they're, like they're tearing up my strawberry patch right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we're trying to stay on top of that but there's a reason why they have barnyard cats i mean mm-hmm, you know barn mm-hmm, cats mm-hmm. and stuff like the that chase away those things last update as far as what's going on in my garden i think it's the last i don't know um so strawberry patch i had three strawberry plants in uh the bed i accidentally overwintered so that was covered in plastic the entire winter and they look beautiful they look great my official strawberry bed which i built it for the purpose of planting strawberries and i realized i used the wrong it's too big of a bed but whatever so i bought a bunch of starter plants and planted them and i covered them in straw you know why 
because they're Why? strawberries. <laughs> uh, so, and I, this is probably the place where the on the internet I found the most like complete information was about strawberries. And I think I found it and maybe I forgot the thing I was supposed to do in spring. So anywho, I pulled the straw off this morning. That's when I was out this morning um, and doing a little bit of cleanup. And it's all icky under there. You know, it's all matted and muddy and yucky. Um, And Mm -hmm. so now I realize that because I was supposed to like protect the root, protect the root at all costs. Um, And I realized that I could have covered it with plastic and been just fine. So I'm sure they'll be fine. They're not like the blueberry plants. There'll be life in them. But next year, I'm not going to worry at all. Or this year, I guess I'm not going to worry at all about, you know, getting straw to cover them. I'm just going to cover the bed with plastic. It made me think of it because my um, garden squirrels dig into that too. So I have had netting over it last year, which was helpful. They, they couldn't get into it so much. Um, so I am monitoring my strawberry bed as well. I will be uh, distraught if those strawberries don't come back. So just file that away. There will need to be counseling. You know what I do with my strawberries? What? Absolutely nothing. I just let them grow. See, I feel like your 80 degree weather, barely getting cold, doesn't compare to my garden world here. I'm going to find another well, no. person that lives in the near Arctic weather as well. When <laughs> what I are lived you in all Massachusetts, doing with the, uh, the plants? When I lived in Massachusetts, it was the same thing. I didn't touch them mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm. I never, I never messed with them and they just, they did their thing. And I mean, it would get freezing up yeah. there. Yeah. That weather you know, in we'd Massachusetts. Get below just, zero. Yeah. So... But I mean, we we never did anything to overwinter them. I just I've always taken the stance on strawberries. Like, look, I'm just gonna put them in the ground, mm-hmm. and they're gonna spread and they're gonna do their thing. And they did well. You know, the only thing that I didn't do well with them is I never watered them or anything, and so they didn't really grow because of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But otherwise, I didn't. I, I don't think you really have to do anything. Like, they're still gonna come back. Yeah. You know, throw some straw on it. I, I think I would just throw straw on it lightly. No, that's what I'm telling you, you know? that I did over this winter, but it's just been wet and compacted. So I pulled all the straw off, let it get some yeah. air, let some air circulate. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we're still at the point where everything that's been hibernating over the winter here hasn't sprouted back, right? I see a couple of yeah. different things that are budding, but there's still time, I think, in my season for that kind of thing. But Otherwise, snow is an again, insulator, too. That's a good point. We had so little snow this year, though, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, like, that was the thing, I think, for us was the snow just insulated it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Once you bury it, it's gone. I mean, once it's buried under the snow, what are you going to do? You know, I feel There's no like, point in digging it out. I feel like I feel a little bit down with this update episode. I feel like between the <laughs> strawberry, mold, moldy strawberry plants, I have dead blueberry plants. Me starting too late for my kale. I'm just joking. Um, I do feel like we came to some solutions here. I don't feel as pressure to do anything big or bad with my strawberry plants this year. I'm probably still going to cover that bed with plastic because it's clear. I need to be able to see the thing work in action for me to feel really good about it. So that's why I Mm -hmm. give everything like until the second year. Right. You know, so I'm okay. Well, the first year it sleeps, the second year it creeps and the third year it leaps. Yay. Um, but I spent a lot of money on those strawberry plants, so that's why I'd be devastated. So yeah. let's be hopeful. Yeah, they ain't cheap. <laughs> nope. Well, and you also know what kind of gardener you are now, too. 
and you're comfortable with it. That's ke- that's kept me up at night, Ben. I'm glad we yeah. got down to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've gone a little long today. Um, I hope everybody has enjoyed it. I, we plan to do something like this twice a month now where we just kind of talk about and, you know, Obviously, as things warm up, we will have more to say about our gardens, but mm. it's, more it's the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There won't be as many failures because, you know, I think Batavia is pretty comfortable growing in the in the summer. Yeah. But I'm excited when we start doing like the fall ones because we're both going to actively try to change stuff in the fall. I think that's going to be exciting. I am excited about the challenge that we talk about when it comes to this new thing. Uh, so I just, I'm just joking when it comes to like the womp womp moments and them bringing me down. Yeah. Uh, so it's all good. Like, I mean, who would have thunk it? I'm talking about success or not with growing strawberries. I mean, that's pretty cool. No matter where you yeah. are and who you are. Right. Yeah. So, um, and keep, we, we'll let you guys know when we do our video for the square foot garden off. Uh, I don't know. We got to come up with a better title than that, but we'll figure something out. Um, I like it. But yeah, square foot garden off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. That's what it is. A square foot garden off. I bet the SEA will be terrible on that on, on YouTube, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can create a new category. Absolutely. But um, as usual, you know, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Keep listening. Please share all this, all our stuff with people so you, you can help us out during this time. It'd be, it'd be really good. Uh, we're starting to get a lot bigger now. And um, again, shout out to Tennessee, Norway, and the Garden of Grotopia on Instagram. Hey, hey, hey. So we will catch you guys later. And until then, you, you guys stay safe, learn to grow, and grow for change. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. You can find us at Backyard Gardens the Movie on Facebook and Backyard Gardener on Instagram. And YouTube is Backyard Gardener, where I'm doing videos showing cooking and building gardens and gardening tips, all kinds of good stuff. And you can find Batavia at... You'll find me on Instagram at B underscore Better Garden. And then you'll find me on Facebook, same name. And then I'm also over on YouTube at Be Better Garden. I am sharing hashtag Garden Joy every chance I get. I hope you enjoy. So if you have any questions, hit us up on all of our platforms anywhere you want, and we will be more than happy to help you with what you can. And again, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.